I'm just going to have a bit of a chat about... We're having a conflab. Some elements of conflab. I'll tell you. Oh, 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 I've got words for you. You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Clipboard. Mel just gave me eyebrows because I was talking so loudly. Um, I've been in my house by myself all day and talked to no one. I just turned you down. I know, that's. <laughs> I'm just so used to that. Um, so today's topic is best and worst events, best and worst ones we've been to, um, heard from other friends, people in the industry or... What are the elements of a best and worst event? Um, should we start with like a real broad, like what makes an event good and what makes an event bad? Yeah, poor preparation is the P, the three P's. Poor preparation presents crap events. Problems. <laughs> that was, that's already three P's. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. So. I know. Maybe it's four, four P's. That's later. <laughs> In general, they all have sort of three themes, I would say. It's either the food, the drink, or the venue. Or, no, that's a lie. AV fails is a huge one. Yes. Yeah, so huge. We're real big on food and booze here, for sure. Yes. But food and booze does not maketh the event. It does maketh me remember. <laughs> maketh it was for me. bad if it ran out of foodeth. True. <laughs> Running out of food, definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, either it was really good. If it was average food, you don't really remember it. But if they ran out or it was really good, you remember that. Or poor service times. So if you're serving the food at the wrong time, memorable. Especially if you get there at six o'clock. There's an event that I went to. And it... segue. Very smooth. (laughs) It it was a launch event, went for four hours. It started at 6pm, was scheduled to finish at 10. So... The good thing that they did was they told everybody that it was starting at six and it was going to finish at ten. So you know, great expectations met there. Um, No food. So six o'clock, you're pretty hungry Mm -hmm. usually. That's a, I don't know. In my household, we eat at six, but I have a ten year old and eleven year old. So I live alone. I'm always hungry. What time do you eat dinner though? I mean, I don't have dinner. It's a terrible example. But normally, I'd be like six would be nah seven nearly bedtime. (laughs) You don't eat dinner. I intermittently fast. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Don't ask her anymore. <laughs> like no, I'm interested. A so lot you of you have asked about my fitness routine. <laughs> Does this mean you never eat dinner? I haven't eaten dinner for like the last couple of months unless I've been out. Yeah, so it's like 80-20. You... Wow. Hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> if you were to eat dinner, what time would you eat it at? Six. If I could, like coming home from work, six. Melissa? Seven. Okay, yeah. So within that time frame for sure, six to ten. My oh, yeah. point <laughs> sure. being, you arrive at an event at six o'clock, you're expecting food pretty quickly if you know the event's going to finish at 10 and you're intending to stay for four hours. Or some snacks. So mm. they served nothing until 7.45. That's really late. Nothing. Not a morsel. <laughs> Not even like a canape? No. Nope. They had a tiny little um, grazing board that was up the back, but it only had cheese on it and it had a baguette, a baguette that wasn't sliced. A baguette. It had no biscuits, just this unsliced baguette. So if you wanted cheese, you could just cut off a piece of cheese. Cool. <laughs> and that, that's it. That's well, it. Until 7.45. So they, and they loaded you up on drinks. So 
Imagine the pressure of being the person, the first one to make the move on the baguette, though. Yeah. What? Like, just to bite cut off, it? Bite off a well, I, I don't know. Apparently, there wasn't a proper knife, like, to cut a baguette. So. Oh, disaster. <laughs> I would have been like, Mel, can you cut it for me? Can you just bite me off a chunk? I would have just ripped it. Just taken the whole baguette but like, see ya. <laughs> I probably would have ripped it, too. But, you Pre-COVID. know, po- post-COVID yeah. times, you can't be touching other people's baguettes. You're right. That's true. <laughs> oh, I didn't make a joke, but I won't. Do it. So, um, <laughs> speeches were scheduled for seven thirty on this night, and two and a half hours. So th- that was two and a half hours after the guests had arrived. Like, you get there at six, you didn't do a speech at eight thirty. I don't know. Like, what's the? Did you did you glean any logic from their running order? There wasn't really any method to their madness. I think they were just they they had a beautiful. I'm not gonna say who it was, but they had a beautiful um, product that they were showcasing and it was a bit of a family affair. There was lots of, you know, mum and dad ser- helping serve the drinks and, you know, doing things around. You, you could just say, like, it was a family thing that had been put together. Um, but I just don't think they had the proper thought, train of thought behind what people are going to need at different times. They showcased their product really well, so mm-hmm. there were things to do at the event. Um, but yeah, to not speak till an hour and a half before yeah. it's going to end, and the food, and everyone's hungry, and yeah, climbing the walls, just looking for some sort of gnawing <laughs> on the baguette or the person's <laughs> arm next to them. Um, Dear. yeah. So nine pm, there were a whole lot of drunk people looking for a taxi. Oh, I was going to say, and, probably, yeah. <laughs> what and a McDonald's cheeseburger, probably. <laughs> yeah, I could go for one right now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like I wasn't drinking that night. Amazing, I what? know. I know, I know. But um, you know, the people that were, they probably don't really remember what went on, <laughs> what was, what the launch was all about, because they were too slammed because they hadn't eaten anything. Wow, and we talked about this in an an older episode, so go back and listen to it. But how we don't want you, you don't want your guests to be going to the Macca's drive thru on the way home. No disaster. Yeah, serve them the the burgers and jail, the sliders and fries mm. at ten thirty instead. Oh, yeah. The da- the in your room. Take Ooh. care of it. Oh, my God. Take care of it for them. Yeah, so that was that little event. I don't know. What else? What other food disasters have you food had? Food disasters. I actually have one from very early in my career. So I did a lot of corporate events at a small-ish company. Um, and it was the same event I organised every year. Pretty chill, sundowner, just canapes. And one year I changed caterers because of the recommendation of the CEO's wife. She was like, I'll use them. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to them, they were really good, but they I was used to using a different caterer who always buffered in an you know, extra percentage above and beyond final numbers. Yeah. This caterer didn't. I think they did it down to the one-person body. And it wasn't the end of the world because all my guests were fed, but not to make it about me, but I didn't get any food. Right. So yeah, you have to – I mean, that is definitely something that you need yeah. to think about. And as event professionals – novice event professionals a lot of people actually don't factor in staff yeah volunteers talent they need especially if it's a long period of time between setup and, and finish say, they need you, to be fed you gals both know on event day how much do you normally eat nothing mm-hmm. yeah. so you're waiting for that like a one canapé that you might get at like 8pm as it goes swanning past <laughs> <You're> like, <"Wait." laughs> or like you awkwardly stand outside the kitchen yeah hungry like <laughs> oliver twist style yep Totally. No, but you've got to factor it in and, you, you you know, if you don't budget for it, it's a mistake. Yeah. Most of mine actually are AV fails. <laughs> um, I think because they're the most noticeable because you're p- 
purposely asked to look at one Everybody spot. look at this. Everybody look at this screen and <laughs> oops, no, it's not working. Sorry, just a second. So I think the so much more obvious, definitely the food is my number one fail. And as I was well. gonna say with A V ones, it's the one that's probably most visible to your guests, aside from like not having enough food, is stuff can go wrong back of house. Very rarely would a guest know because you're you know, got your event manager hat on, you're fixing it, you're triaging all the problems. Mm. AV, mm-hmm. everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, it's just there in your face. I was at an interv- um, International Women's Day event this year and they had the complete wrong hashtag and theme up oh, for no. this year. They had the 2019 hashtag and theme up on the screen. So um, I think it was Balance for Better 2019 or was that this year? I think it was Each for Equal... I don't know. One was each for equal, one was balanced for better and they put the wrong one up and I just thought, eh, it's just a bit slack by someone. Yeah. We just didn't check it. They've just gone, yeah, we're doing the same event again. We'll just put up the same it holding actually- screen. But they're talking about these things on this particular theme and it's just got, it was just awkward. Another common one is trying to play a video off the venue Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. I saw that in your Don't notes. Don't do it, people. I saw that in your notes, Mel. I'm like, why would you rely on someone else's Wi-Fi that you've never, ever used before to play you like a YouTube cool video or whatever it is? Don't yeah. rely on Wi-Fi Full yeah. stop. at yeah. all. True story. Download it. Make sure it runs the whole way through with no technical um, sure, issues. And make sure it runs on like some crappy laptop you can find in the office. But yes. you know what? In this day and age, relying on Wi-Fi is going to be more prevalent because we're doing so much more. Even if it's not an online event, even in in-person events, we're bringing online elements into it. So we're hooking up Zoom calls from a guest speaker that can't be in the room. And what's or that doodad called? That poll thing? What's it called, Mel? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't remember. Right you know now. what I mean? Yeah. Me neither. That actually works quite well. They do it at conferences a lot. It's cool. It's like they ask a question and everyone mm. sends in their responses and it goes up the like screen. A live survey. Yeah, in real time. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never seen that fail. I think the, the thing is, though, if one person's answer doesn't make it to the poll, you would never know. That's like yeah. it's, it's easy to cover up a Wi-Fi dropout or issue. Yeah. But things like playing a video from YouTube directly or – I went to an event where they really pumped up this international speaker who was video in and you couldn't even understand a word they said. It was like, uh, uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, no. Like dial-up uh, style. Robotic. So I think you're right. We are going to have to rely on Wi-Fi more in the future. But even the difference between making sure you pay for the internet, like the corded internet to make sure it's solid internet as opposed to relying on the free Wi-Fi maybe. Just think about how many people are on the free Wi-Fi depending yeah. on your venue. Yeah, and if your budget allows, just get in an AV tech. Yes, yeah. a tech on deck. That Do you know my staff are calling them tech on decks now? <laughs> yes. And I said to Meg the other day, she, she goes, oh, she's written it in the run sheet, tech Perf- on deck. And I went, correct, Meg, you correct. Know, you know what's called tech on duty? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, Crystal said, and I'm like, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> Crystal said tech on deck because it rhymes and it's easier to remember. Yes, and now we all use it. Yep. So I must say, when know. I wrote my notes today, I had to stop and think, what does TOD actually stand for? <laughs> tech on deck. So always get a tech on duty. Tech on deck. If you can afford it, it is a yeah. really, really great way to to blame someone else And <laughs> when it goes wrong. These experts are trained, so they've got all these plans in place. Back if something ups. was to fail, they'll yeah. chuck up a holding slide really quickly. Non will Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Whereas we'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But also it's related to the ticket price as well, I think. Like don't scrimp. If the ticket is high 200s and you don't have a tech on deck. Tech on deck. <laughs> Tech on, on duty. You know, we went to a, a state conference 
or a peak body uh, recently and it they didn't have a take on duty and the ticket price was like $290 for a day conference. Yeah. Which is hefty. Yeah. yeah. And we had to watch this lady on the screen literally navigate to each PowerPoint between and her personal emails kept popping up on the bottom of the screen. Oh, no. That's <laughs> Don't forget to worst. feed the dog. If you can't afford a tech on duty, at least get a showy laptop that has no other info on it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and was she a quick clicker hoverer or no? No. <laughs> That's of extra course. excruciating. It's always like the... Karen from... Yes. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Don't. Karen from finance who... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> takes 20 minutes to get from one they PowerPoint just picked to like the other. one random person in the office that was free that day usually <laughs> also um misspellings on screens that just gets my goat like you just see something obvious a spelling mistake and it's in the middle of a presentation it's like why can i give you a counterpoint to that as person who makes a lot of presentations <laughs> it's one of those things that you check fifty thousand times and you don't see no it. one's seen it. And then on the night you're like, damn, I needed it to be 50 feet tall for me to see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's why you've got to get somebody else to check it. Always or get read lots it back of eyes. We tend to run yeah. out of people. <laughs> yeah. That is also, the worst feeling though, isn't it? When you look yeah. up on the screen, you're like, <gasps> oh my God. And, and then your like your brain flashes before you like, how many times did we look at this? Who else looked at it? Uh, Especially usually, if it's a guest speaker's name. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> at least that is... Another thing that supports doing a full AV run through, that's look and read the slides and holding slides while they're on the screen before anyone else is in the room. Yeah. That's 100%. usually where I pick them up. I'm like, yeah, same. <gasps> and you can do all sort of that. You can fix that on the fly. So that's okay. Yeah. Just a little spell. Like my name gets misspelled a lot. It's never on a screen usually, but that's <laughs> get misspelled People a lot. People just don't respect it. I don't need to be a holding Another slide one um, AV phase I can think of is the Hopman Cup Ball one year. They paid all this money to get these uh, amazing pyrotechnics in the ballroom. It was at Crown on the stroke of midnight, blah, blah, blah. But there were so many outdoor fireworks that the entire room moved outside. <laughs> the only people that saw this thousands of dollars of pyrotechnics in the room were the event managers. Oh, they were like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> they were so excited. As I know I get when um, there's pyrotechnics on the run sheet and nobody was in the room when they're going off. Oh, <laughs> That's a downer for everyone. Yeah. Waste of money. Um, I actually did some Googling to see some international event fails to make myself feel better. Can I just say something while we're talking about screens and AV? When you do the (laughs) colour. The lights just went out. The lights just flickered. The lush ghost is here. The studios are haunted. It's Mike. It's Mike. It's Mike from accounts. (laughs) (laughs) He's not from accounts. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know when you you have a – Poor colour choice. So you do your writing on oh, yep. light writing on a light background or something like that and you just can't read it and you just think, come on, people, surely you pick that up when it was on your laptop. But it happens quite often. If you need white on yellow. If yeah. you need a seeing eye dog, ask me because I'm pretty blind. So I'll be like, that is unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> or tiny. That's the other yeah, because you know how it's hard to sort of gauge the scale of how big to do your font? Yes. <laughs> Depending yep. on the screen size. Like it looks big in the office and you're like, oh. Is that big enough? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Trap for young players. <laughs> this is the, this is the stuff we think about. What about some international AV fails? So international AV fails. This one's actually recent-ish, and I'd forgotten about it. Was when they announced the wrong best picture. Oh yeah, for yeah. La La Land. Oscars. Yeah. So I think they said La La Land, but the screen said what was it? Moonlight, Moonlight. which I've never heard of. Yeah. (laughs) Because they had the right thing on the screen. Yeah. But, yeah, they read the wrong. Someone's done the speech notes wrong. Oh, that was so awkward. But the whole cast came up. And it was, like, it was 
Because you would. You hear your name, you're like, cool, I'm getting up. Yeah, but they're filming them all like, oh, that was, yeah, that was bad TV. That was Don't like what, watching a train crash. Well, that's the other thing. It's like there's, the stakes are so much higher for big events like that because, I don't know, people lose money and stuff. It's televised. Well, it's televised, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well. Um, and another really good one, which I thought was also clever in the end, um, there was a blackout at the Super Bowl in 2013. Oh, yes. Could have been fun. It was midway through Beyonce's set or something, wasn't it? I think it, it was the like during the show. halftime show. <laughs> oh, no. But get this, Oreo, like the cookies, rolled with it and they tweeted, you can still dunk in the dark during the blackout. <laughs> and they got like some crazy advertising revenue from it. It was... Wow. They, so they spent zero dollars and they got... Let me look. Talk amongst yourselves. That's incredible. You I got lots and lots of cookies. That, that <laughs> 25 is million earned media impressions. 25 Whoa. million. No, 525, sorry, media impressions. And it was one of the top five ads of the night. And you know how much Super Bowl ads normally cost. Yeah. What? So, and that was just off a tweet. Yep. Yeah. So someone fast thinking is so just someone, gone. We can put it up on the Instagram story, but someone's just, some genius at Oreo <laughs> Marketing has been like, <laughs> someone got a raise. Yeah. Some of the best ads during the Super Bowl, though, are the guerrilla marketing. So yes, they've just latched onto something that happens, even if it's the halftime show, and gone with it. And I, I think all companies must have – it's a Saturday, I think, or a Sunday. They must have their entire marketing team sitting there on their computers ready looking at the computer, I at the TV, sorry. I wonder. I'd be interested to know in America or different companies, like how much is their approval process for social media? Because some places it's pretty strict, so you can't actually do reactive marketing. You kind of have to just – Wait till Monday. <laughs> That's true. Although if you believe bold type, you just get to go with it and then answer to your boss on the Monday. Cat sucks. I don't <laughs> like her. <gasps> Blasphemy. Cat's the best. Oh, she's the most insufferable one. Look, I agree with her character, but she's the Australian actress. Is so she? Got, yeah, I didn't she know that. I didn't know that either. <gasps> yeah, she's Australian. Team Sutton, yo. She's from Queensland. Queensland? Yes. Yep. Yep. She puts oh. on that whole she American that accent, accent pretty yeah. well. I know. She's actually really interesting. I heard her interviewed on another podcast recently. Hmm. There very, you go. I actually cool. thought she was copying us, well, not she, the character, when she started her podcast <laughs> in the bar. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not Are up you to not that. that? Okay. When no. she starts a podcast. Oh. Spoiler alert. Clearly co- co- copying us. <laughs> another, you can't, if we're talking event fails internationally, you cannot go past Fire Festival. <sighs> I watch that like oh. once a couple, every couple of months to think. To remind you how good you are at I'm your actually job. not, <laughs> I'm okay at my job. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I've only watched it once that yeah. one time that it did come out. And yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting it just for fun. It's just so wild because you just think, sometimes you think at your own work, oh, am I like too over the top with my checks and balances? <laughs> No, no, you can never be too over the top because next minute, fire festival. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't checks and balances. That was them knowingly marketing something they didn't yet have. Well, not even that. When it got to the point where, like, I think old Billy had compartmentalized all the information, yeah. so only some people knew some stuff, but no one had the whole picture, which was we've got no money and this is going to be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there was an event. Um, where was it held? Was it Ireland? The Bahamas. Uh, yeah, Ireland's Pablo Escobar's island to yeah. start with. That's where it's always oh, that's where right. We get yeah. those pigs in the water. And yeah, so it was called Fire, spelled F-Y-R-E, festival. And it was just a completely hyped up um, event by all the- Ja Rule was plugging it. Supermodels and yeah, Ja Rule, was, wasn't he like an event partner? He would yeah. have been, I think, a financial partner too. Because mm. originally Fire Festival started Fire started as an app to book mm. artists directly. Right. And they thought, oh, we'll have a launch event. Right. All good thinking. 
And it was, yeah, stay over accommodation yeah. and it, it, yeah, you have to watch it. I won't spoil it, but yeah. it was a disaster. I think I might watch that tonight. I need to feel good yeah. about myself. Is it still on Netflix? I think so. Look it up, people. It was a fascinating. Yeah, because your mouth is like the whole time like, what? What? How? Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like, um, what's that one, Tiger King, where you just <laughs> yes. think it's so, what's like, you could not make this up. So yeah. crazy. You couldn't make it up. Yeah. But I think the overall message from that is uh, make sure your amazing marketing it equals an equally impressive event. <laughs> yeah, like maybe make sure that they're marrying up. Yeah. Exactly. I've got a cracker of a story from uh, an entertainment fail, actually. Oh. So a friend of mine threw this event called Battle of the Codes and it was sporting. So it was Ugh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Sam Kekovich was representing AFL. It was quite some time ago, back when he was big on the lamb ads. I remember. <laughs> lamb guy. <laughs> Uh, Craig Foster, soccer, Justin Langer, cricket, and then another well-known rugby union player that we couldn't remember. He must um, be really well-known. <laughs> so my colleague had booked, she was the event manager of this event, booked Sam Kekovich to come over from Melbourne for the event, booked on a Virgin flight and checked with the agent, made sure that was okay. They'd confirmed it all and passed it on. Also, they thought. Sam arrived at the airport and got on the plane only to realise there was no business class and got straight off again claiming he hurt his knee, <laughs> even though there You're was no kidding. evidence. No evidence of any injury. Just the old, oh, it's not business class. Oh, when he yeah. hurts. So um, my event manager. What a princess. The event manager, someone obviously told her, she called Sam, called his agent multiple times. They offered to pay, pay for any flight that he wanted to get him to Perth in time. They, this was a sellout event, like crown ballroom sellout and you cannot have a sporting event in Perth without AFL represented. Mm. It's the biggest code. Um, Is that and so? He had already already left the airport, never spoke to them again. <gasps> never heard from them. Had what? they paid any deposits, et cetera? Yes. <gasps> They've paid, they'd paid already. So, <gasps> of course, you're going into meltdown. This Just hearing the story from my colleague gave me anxiety. I'm having heart palpitations yeah. right now. <laughs> I think I'm dead. <laughs> Um, and it was also during the AFL season, which made it worse. So getting current coach or players would have been near impossible mm. in WA. They're always traveling or about to travel. In a stroke of sheer luck, my colleague reached out to a booking agent in Perth because she knew that they were holding a sporting event on the same day. Oh, yep. They'd kind of had conversations beforehand about cross promotion um, in the hope of getting one of the AFL guests from that event to also kind of swing by their event and, and speak at the last minute. And just by sheer luck... Kevin Sheedy was already in the air from uh, South Africa for oh. this event, which had been cancelled at the last minute due to no ticket sales. Oh. Huh. So uh, he landed. They went and begged him at the airport to come to their oh event. God. <laughs> and, yeah, he they played it up really cleverly. You know, we've had a last-minute swap from the bench. Got Kevin <laughs> Sheedy. Oh, like sports metaphors. Even better, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> they were so lucky he was such a veteran of the game as well because he could just – switch topics without doing any research. He could yeah. vibe off the other people on the panel. Um, yeah, and he knows his stuff. Yeah, and so the agent for Sam Kekovich accepted the blame and actually paid the difference in the booking fee as well. Well, someone should. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but such a close call. Like if if they hadn't found a replacement, uh, you can't really you have do? an event without AFL here, But that's the thing with events. There's some things that you just cannot control. Mm. And that is no one's fault. No. Well, that's Sam's, Sam's fault. fault. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Sam's fault. That That is definitely not one that you'd usually have a contingency plan for. No. <laughs> for someone just going, no thanks to uh, economy <laughs> class. Cattle class. Bye-bye. 
And apparently it was on inside cover and like the yep. West covered it. And Good. So he got a, a, a decent yeah, a grilling. A decent grilling. <laughs> I'm just Roasting, going with the yeah. lamb. <laughs> shanking, shanking. That's a that's a bit harsh. Shanking my media. <laughs> yeah, but hearing that one gave me anxiety. Yeah, oh my God. And that's why event management is rated as one of the most stressful jobs. There's so much you can't control. Yeah. Yeah, we're crazy. Mm-hmm. Why do we even do it? Because you got to love it. I that's do love what it. What I tell all the young up-and-comers, really think about it. Do you love it if you don't? Find another career. <laughs> At the end of the day, you've got to love problem solving. Yes. I thrive. I get off on it. Oh, oh, oh I know. <laughs> I do. Like you know, when you get something, you're really in a hole, and you just I do get feel that a solution. Sense of accomplishment when I've like gotten out of a real sticky situation. Like the your colleague, your friend who did the Sam Kikovich, did she celebrate for weeks after? I'm sure she did. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I am. And not eaten any lamb. I was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> Never ate lamb again. Would have sworn off lamb. <laughs> yeah. That would have been enough. Oh, the poor lamb people. <laughs> the poor, giving them the poor little basting. lambs. <laughs> <laughs> God. I like what you did there. Um, so we talked about bad events, stuff that can go wrong. Let's 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 be positive. Uh, I was going to talk about weather. Oh, okay. Oh, weather. Okay. Just a little quick example. Quick one. A quickie. We had an event last year and it was 46 degrees. We live in Perth. Sometimes it can be 46 degrees. On this particular day, it was 46 degrees. We had 200 people had registered for an event. And I think off the top of my head, we had about 30 turn up. And we were in an air-conditioned venue. It was indoor-outdoor, but most of the things were indoor. But people just went nuts. Too hard basket. It was a free event. And, yeah, it was so disappointing. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I've ever organised an event and had such a poor um, turnout rate. It was a daytime event as well. They'd done it quite early. So it was beginning around, not too early, but like beginning around 11 o'clock. So it was like, I think it hit the peak about two o'clock. Is that school between 11 and three, slip under a tree? <laughs> what? Do they not say that at your school? No. no. <laughs> not sun smart at your school, obviously. <laughs> slip, slip, slap. Between 11 and three, slip under a tree. Okay, cool. No? Okay. Anyway, everyone bailed. People didn't even want to exit their houses that's to come the, to this event. That's the tricky thing with free events, though. Mm. Yeah. Usually you get free At events. At least 50%. Because was that yeah. a specific industry kind of conferency kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. I won't say which industry. Yeah. <laughs> but disappointed. But not surprised. And it's another thing mm. you just can't control with the weather. And it was an indoor event. Like, you wouldn't even think to worry about the weather. And yeah. it was kind of like a surprise hole, wasn't it? Like it was forecast to be hot, but like not that hot, yes. I think. But it was unbearable. It yeah. was. Like it really was. was Everyone there. was absolutely <laughs> melting on that day. So it was understandable. It'd be like, I mean, really, extreme heat is like an extreme cold or it extreme should be in every storm. risk management plan. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to think about the weather. And unfortunately, bad events stick in your mind more than good events. They do. Mm. You remember like the real clangers? Yeah. Because I've been to a lot of events that were, like, just fine. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like, equally great for what I paid for it. I got what I paid for. I was happy. I think the the ones that really stand out are the ones that really you feel like they've delivered over and above what you've paid for a ticket, Mm. which obviously sometimes is, like, a free showcasing. The Optus showcasing still stands out to me as one of the best. Yeah, that was so good. Because it was – Very immersive. Amazing, yeah. Progressive, like – a surprise around each corner. 
And they actually, they took the time to do a what to expect and were really, really hammering at home. So don't wear heels. Oh, yeah. You're going to be walking. You're going to want comfortable shoes. And that was a really important thing because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm still going to wear my heels. But you, you would have died. People, I saw take, people take, take them off. Yeah, we oh. covered a lot of ground. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was it's a big venue. On concrete. But it was worth the walk, wasn't it? Definitely. Oh, it definitely was. It was really fun. What do you guys have some other best events that stand out in your mind? Bring out your bangers, Crystal. Bang, uh, um, well, I can only just remember food. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I was going to say the Crown Showcase we went to, uh, the one with the scallop bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the one I missed. The one yeah. that I missed, but the scallop bar was good actually. And it was mostly a guess about their food because they've got their ballrooms. Ballrooms be ballrooms. Yep. But they just had a all-you-can-eat scallop bar and like six dipping sauces, and I think about it at night a lot. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, it was dreamworthy. Yeah. I went to one that was um, a nail polish launch. Oh. And it was, it's called Clawlicious and it's vegan nail polish. So no animal cruelty and no, yeah, no animal products whatsoever. So that's part of their um, marketing angle, I guess. I don't know a lot about nail polish, but I guess a lot of nail polish super toxic. I would has, say, yeah, has some nasties going on. So, um, beautiful product, and yeah, I actually well, this is going to sound really conceited, but I felt like I was at one of my own events. They had such attention to detail <laughs> that did sound conceited. <laughs> no, I like it. No, it did. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> they um, know your worth, they, girl. They thought yeah. of everything, and you you'd walk into the room and you'd be. So one thing that sticks out in my mind is you're looking at a speech or listening to a speech and um, that's going on and behind the whole crowd, while all their attention's diverted this way, they were setting up a, um, a fire twirler dancer thing behind us. So and as soon as she finished speaking, she said, if everyone can just turn around and the music started and then bam, there was fire behind us and we had no idea that it was prepping. It was kind of a small space. It was probably, I don't know, 100, 100 guests. Um yeah, but everyone's attention just was completely engrossed in one way. And then, yeah, the art of diversion and then... The old switcheroo. Yeah, it was. And it was exciting. And it, I'm usually on the other side of that, so I know what's coming up. So I was really impressed by their sneakiness and then the wow factor of it. And then they had, you know, you could get your nails done. So that was always That's nice. always good, yeah. Um, yeah, and the food was amazing. Everything was vegan. So they kept a theme, which was really good. So they did a, a vegan cheese grating. Well, it wasn't cheese, but like gra- cashew grazing, cheese or whatever. Yeah, yeah, grazing board. It was all vegan. And they did vegan um, ice cream, Rojo Brewer, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was just really well done. All the little details. I absolutely loved it. Again, I wasn't drinking that night. Mm. So I wasn't even – the drinks were flowing and they were going around. Food was going around. But, um, yeah, you know, usually that ad- adds to your enjoyment, but – I was sober and I loved it. So you've got to pull one over on Tam to <laughs> really get her to love your event. Yeah. <laughs> the sounds of it. But Tam, you bring up a good point. Aside from food and beverage, I was like, did I say food and food? No, food and beverage. <laughs> it's did just you like eat a, before you came? I, I actually did. I had like a really hearty lunch, but my brain's not working. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Sorry. Aside oh, from no. food and beverage. <laughs> aside from food and food, experiences at an event are really important. Oh, so that's probably what stuck out in your mind more than anything. The fact that they took you on a bit of a journey. It was quite unique. Yeah. Yeah. You were surprised. Yeah. The element of surprise is, (laughs) you're going to get used to your words. Um, The element of surprise is definitely something that people will always remember. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we and just expect oh, expect the unexpected. I know. I've just I've just tried to stop myself, but it was too late, and it come out, and now you've covered it for me. <laughs> it's all right. That's a weird way to say it, but it is. You just need to give people some different sort of dynamic and keep them guessing. And you know, everyone expects food and booze, a little bit of entertainment. So, what layers can you add on to that to make it amazing? They're the ones that I remember remember for sure. And sticking really truly to your theme as well. Like it sounds like the fact that everything was vegan really on brand. Drove home. It was on brand. It drove home the message. You know, it would have seemed really yeah. weird if they were serving cheeseburgers. Exactly. Yeah. It was really well thought out. And the girls were lovely. Like the, the ladies, the women, the business owners. They did it all themselves, all in house. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, good on them. Yeah. Good. They were really good. They knew what they wanted and they delivered it they really well. They must have been listening to the podcast. Obviously. <laughs> Of getting some top tips. I actually did um, congratulate them on the night and they did say that they were BTC listeners. Oh. So you never know. Talk about a, path, a pathway to success. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Anyone else got any shiners? Shiners. Shiners. <laughs> Pearlers is, I think. Pearlers. Pearlers. <laughs> <laughs> no, shiners. I can't think because she's all loved up. Shiners. No, shiners is what Sam Kitkovich was going to get. <laughs> yeah, shiners. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So what are your key takeaways for a really amazing event? What's your what's your top three things? Wow. Mine's element of surprise. You surprised don't me. Steal That's it. what I was gonna say. <laughs> Quality food and beverage, but also think really carefully about the timings yes. of when those are coming out. Yes. Don't leave people hanging. Building on Tam and Mel, the order of events for the evening or mm. the day. Yeah. So you've got to factor in the food, the surprise, everything. Yeah, and even thinking it through, if you've got, you know, say 150 people at an event and you're moving them from room to room, how long is it going to take them to move from A to B? Think of herding sheep. How long does that take? Mm. Exactly. Well, I know novice event managers do look at a timesheet and go, or a run sheet and just go, okay, we're finishing this session at 12 (laughs) o'clock and we're starting morning tea at 12 o'clock. And you're like, "Uh, there's 150 people. They're going to take about 10 minutes to move there. Or 12.01, you're like, come on. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, and then you're getting them back into the room at 12.15. Because they've had over. like one muffin in the room. And like, <laughs> Just pack up your muffin take it with you. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you take nothing else from this, get a tech on deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the tech on deck is important. If you can afford it. If you can afford it. Unless you yourself are some kind of weird AV whiz. You never know. Get a tech on deck or a show laptop for sure. Okay. For the budget conscious. Yes. Yep. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, ladies. Chat. I lo- yeah, I love chatting about event fails. I think and you'll a, find and a it. bit of success, but fails are much more fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our event conflab today. Oh, new word. What does that mean? Conflab means conversation. That's it? That literally it, yeah. Why don't you just say conversation? We say that all the time. How boring. <laughs> conflab. It just it sounds, sounds like, wrong. Um, when I heard it at work, a guy said it to me and I was like, are you calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of Because of the flab, like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, don't fat shame me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, words with Crystal. Um, tune into my other podcast, Words with Crystal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you next Bye. week. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.